0: If you want to kill innovation and growth in your organization, then simply permit a culture of blame to thrive. And conversely, if you want to foster innovation and growth, then just ensure that accountability is the name of the game. In today's episode of the Online Efico, we will be exploring the mechanics of blame and accountability so that you can make a choice for the latter and the better. My name is Omagbishe Baru, and you are welcome to the Online Ethico Podcast. Some leaders struggle with getting their people to be honest and open, especially when things go wrong. Organisations today are full of yes-men and psychophants who tell their bosses just what the bosses want to hear, covering up failures and mistakes and ultimately causing more harm than good for the organisation. Leaders need to understand that they are responsible for creating and encouraging such a culture and the blame cycle helps us to understand the root cause of this culture and what we need to get people to take ownership to fall on the sword where necessary and ensure that they do the right things all the time when challenges or errors occur we blame you see blaming happens when leaders Focus on trying to find out who is responsible for a failure, and then focus on punishing the guilty party rather than focusing on what went wrong and looking for solutions to overcome the problem. In many commercial organisations, the concept of shredding, that is, the public ridicule and sometimes verbal abuse, sustain this culture of blame. Blame then leads to fear. You see, once a blame culture is firmly established in any organization or team, it leads employees to become very afraid of failure. Their fear is on account of the tirades and the insults that they expect to receive each time they make a mistake. Fear creates cover-ups. Now, because you are avoiding the public ridicule and harsh punishment that follows mistakes and failures, employees get smart and start to cover up their mistakes and failures. What your boss doesn't know wouldn't hurt you. A rather myopic way of looking at things, considering that whether your boss knows or not, the damage has indeed been done. Cover-ups then lead to more failures. You see, when you tell one lie, you need to tell several more lies to either justify or to cover up the initial one. Because cover-ups only treat the surface issues without addressing the underlying issues, it is more likely that the failures will resurface again. Now that we are clear about how the culture of blame is created and festers? Let us take a short break. And when we come back, we will explore the mechanics of accountability and how to create and sustain that culture in your team or organisation. Welcome back. So let's jump right into personal accountability, how it works and what you must do to make it happen. Personal accountability is about taking ownership, not because you caused the problem, but because you are committed to resolving it and making progress for yourself, your team and your organization. Professionals need to understand the relationship between doing something when things go wrong and making a real difference. So the next time you are faced with a challenge, I encourage you to follow the accountability cycle to make a difference. It starts with taking ownership. Very importantly, rather than pretend that the problem does not exist or try to pass it off as someone else's responsibility, effective professionals take ownership by stepping in with the right attitude, mindset, questions and actions. In addition, you must look for solutions. By stepping in and asking the right questions, effective professionals are able to focus on the possible solutions to the problem. They come up with various alternatives, evaluate the alternatives and take appropriate decisions regarding the most effective solution. Thirdly, they build capacity. Having immersed themselves in the problem, effective professionals will no doubt build capacity, that is, new knowledge and skills in the particular area that they have intervened. So if you decide to intervene in a technology challenge in spite of your previous lack of experience or even apathy towards technology, you will no doubt acquire new skills in technology broadening your skills base and making you more valuable to yourself and your organization. Staying away from the challenge means that someone else will have the opportunity to solve it, denying you the learning opportunity that comes from hands-on experience. And finally, spark innovation. Now that you have taken ownership found a solution and built capacity, you can push the productivity frontier in your organization and create a new way of solving these problems or taking advantage of these opportunities in future. People will learn from you and things will become better. Now you have become a master of eradicating blame and facilitating accountability, and that's good. Please take all the ideas we have explored and start to transform the culture in your team and organisation. We have now come to the end of what was a long and certainly valuable episode. Next week, we will continue our series on leading people and results with a powerful model that can help you mentor and guide your colleagues more effectively. Enjoy your week and do not forget to visit www.onlineefico.com, the home of indigenous African online learning to take advantage of our courses and programs.